Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hello, Beatrice. How are you? I'm fine. I'm enjoying the sunshine. That's nice. It is so nice to have sunshine when it's this cold. Yeah, it makes such a difference. It's unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it is unbearable. I've had enough of winter now. Oh, I have. I'm re- I'm like trying to wear all my brightest sweaters. That's a good idea. To counterbalance it. I There's should... been a lot of pink this week. <laughs> oh, good. That's a good idea. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. I'm 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 well. Can I tell you? I'm very excited. Um, yeah, because tell me. I'm I'm about to because um, you know I told you we're having this um, one day conference at the Courtauld Institute on the fifth of May, and it's called Passing Fashion in American Cities. Yeah, I've got it. I in told my, you. I've that. got it in my diary. Okay. Well, now you can go a step further because on Friday the tickets went on sale. Ah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they just went up. So you must get on the page book the ticket will do will do will do because um i organized it with my colleague david peters corbett who's really amazing he's an american art expert and it's on passing so it's really really exciting because we got just the best of the best as the keynote which is carol tullock oh how nice i know i just love carol she is the nicest human being and she is the most fantastically brilliant person so what a combination. Yeah. Um, and so she's going to talk about, um, she's going to kind of open up the idea of what passing is and talk about black fashion and black style in relation to the idea of passing, which is really great. And it's really nice because like, you never know, do you? When you do a call for papers, you, you know, you just don't know how many people you'll get and you don't know who will apply or anything and but how it fits got, together I always find that really well exactly hard. you might yeah, have that can be really hard 10 really good papers but they don't really make fit together no no but this it, we were really lucky because we got a really like really nice sort of international range of people applying and a really kind of broad way of interpreting the idea of passing which is what we really wanted so I'm very pleased because I'm finally going to get to meet one of my longest-standing Instagram friends, which is Horace, Horace Ballard, who um, is at Williams College Museum of Art. And his paper, that listen to this title, just the title is exciting. It's W.E.B. Du Bois, A Boston Revolutionary Passing as a European Dandy. Oh, wow. Doesn't that sound mm, interesting? Yeah. And it's nice to have something about about a man as well. about Definitely. Mm. Definitely. You know, there's a good there's a good distribution between men and women um, in this because there's also someone from um, Grant Johnson from University of Southern California who's going to talk about Ralph Lauren, which is because obviously he has the surname Lifshitz, really. Oh, and okay. so so that's really interesting about sort of Jewishness mm. and passing. Um, but there's also like. Um, there's someone coming from Parsons who's talking about East Asian immigrant women and how they've used dress, um, you know, when they've moved to America. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like really wide range of, um, if I can say real people, <laughs> like sort of people, both, both people who, have, who are very famous and have real sort of international exposure, but also you know, sort of people who've who've emigrated to America and then had felt that they've had to assimilate and pass in, in various ways. But there's also like a section that looks at sort of literature and film 
So do you remember my friend Olga Weinstein from um, Moscow? Yeah. Mm. She she set up the Russian version of fashion theory. She's really great. And she's going to talk about ideas of passing in Edith Wharton's novels, which I think will be really interesting. Yeah, so, I love so like, Edith Wharton. Oh, so do I. And like the idea of kind of, if you're pretty and well-dressed, it's okay. <laughs> so you have to kind of look as though you're a sort of upper-class demure lady and then another russian colleague um ksenia gusarova is talking about blanche dubois and the street car named um, desire which i think would be fascinating what what's the passing with that one well that she's uh, that blanche is trying to seem sort of still young and upper class and Mm, mm. really together and she's Mm. not any of those things so it's kind of she's really deteriorating over the course of the play or the film but she's trying to pass as something else um and then i'm really pleased because what kind of really set off all of this conference idea was obviously nella larson's um novel so elizabeth way who's at museum of fit is going to talk about her work um because like quicksand is just I think everyone should read it. I think, is it what, from 1928 or 29? Um, just so, like, so painful and traumatic, but so brilliant at showing the ways people use dress and, you know, makeup and gesture and where you speak and just everything mm. to pass in a sort of really prejudiced, racist society. Because Nella last night, is it her mother was Danish and her father yeah, was Yeah, I can't remember. West One of her parents, yeah. Yeah. So she lived between, well, she lived, you know, she spent parts of her life in both countries. And so quicksand really draws on that, doesn't it? Um, and yeah. it's so fascinating. I remember the, this when, when, when they go clothes shopping for her in Denmark and and yes. it's all about bright colors and I yes. seem to remember orange and um, yes. yeah it's look it sounds very sort of um Valerius actually her clothes that they oh, had. It although, does, you're right. although it is quite a bit later than that so yeah no, but it's sort of a, well it, because she because the character starts off in the south as a teacher doesn't she and mm. she's she's really sort of it's like She's been trained, I mean, I don't mean literally sat down and trained, but just sort of by exposure and by peer pressure to dress in a very conservative, very buttoned up, kind of quiet, not drawing attention to yourself kind of way. And then at another point in the novel, she lives in Harlem. So the clothing is much more expressive, but very kind of fashionable and stylish. But then, as you say, when she goes to Denmark, to stay with relatives of hers there, white relatives. Um, as you say, they want her to dress in like their idea of what black women in Harlem would wear. So mm. as you say, it's like completely over the top, exotic, ex- exoticized and bohemian. So it's having to fit into their idea of blackness. Mm. It's really interesting. And then passing, have you read that one? That's really Yeah, yeah, I've got a yeah. book where they're both together. Mm. Yeah, because the way that the, the women in that pass as white through, through again, wearing very carefully controlled outfits that, you know, they're kind of protecting themselves. Mm. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, and both very sad, I remember. So incredibly mm. sad. Because it is, well, it is about this, I guess, passing can potentially be positive if it's something liberating or if you're resisting something but 
too often it's about fitting into and conforming to a sort of heteronormative white idea of how people should be, isn't it? Because mm. um, we'll also, there's there's like a few papers that look at, um, in the conference, that look at um, African-American fashion design and modelling and like fashion magazines use or rather non-use of black models and um, like Vogue and interview magazine, someone's talking about. So that will be really interesting. But then there's also in the afternoon, um, um, kind of a spread of, of more, di- I can't speak, more diverse mm. interpretations of passing. So um, you remember Renata Stas, yeah. who was at St. Yeah. Martin's, she now teaches at, in Paris and Berlin and she, she's talking, well, Again, the title is really fascinating. Passing as fashionable, feminine and sane, therapy of fashion and the normalization of psychiatric patients in 1960s America. Doesn't that sound interesting? Yeah. So is that, is it, um, I know, I know she hasn't given a talk yet, but it's, no. it's in the abstract. <laughs> is it, is it about people in, in, in psychiatric units do they use fashion to sort of as a therapy, I guess, or? Well, they use it as a fat therapy to kind of give people. I think it's like they have to, they, they're like given a choice of clothes to dress up in. Oh. So there's kind of the therapeutic way that clothing and fashion can be used to get people to think about a sense of self. Mm. But I think it's also then that within that, it's about normalizing them in inverted commas. Oh, so okay, yeah, mm. getting them to you know, not dress in, in ways that might indicate they have mental health issues, but to dress in a way that fits in. Yeah, so, yeah, pa- again, yeah, pass is normal, or, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. Whatever and then Yes, exactly. And then there's someone talking from the Royal College of Art who's doing a PhD on um, trans people in America, and she's looking at the 60s and 70s and sort of the politics of passing. So there's a really big range of different viewpoints I think and it's always really exciting I think with with one day conferences because you get so many people from different countries from different backgrounds you know from different academic perspectives but also people who are just interested in the subject Um, and you kind of don't know where the discussion will go so yeah it will be fun I think so you must come totally amazing while you were talking I was just um, googling it and getting onto the page and I love the photo you're using for it isn't that nice isn't that nice it's Jack Allison from 1938 and it's just so interesting isn't it having that street scene where you can see people of different ethnicities but the clothing kind of they conform mm. um, and also it makes because we wanted the, the subtitle to be fashion in American cities because it's so much easier to pass in a city where like people don't know you or most people around you don't know you and you know most interactions are quite fleeting Mm. um so i think i think the idea of sort of fashion in the city is really fascinating as well yeah i really i we we talk about um when we talk a lot at the museum obviously about what we're going to do when we're in the new museum in west smithfield which is not for a while but when we talk about clothes, we always talk about what what is the sort of London contribution to fashion, mm. you know, apart from Mary Quant and um, and punk. Uh, and I I always think 
I, what I what I love about London is that you it unlike some other cities like in Italy or I, in Paris maybe not so much now is is you, you can sort of reinvent yourself and yeah. particularly here people don't stare at you and um, I I really like that about about cities that you can I I, I actually like I think some people is is what they hate about big cities but yeah. I like that you can disappear <laughs> I really like oh that. I do I mm. do I think I mean I think. It depends which part of London you're in as to whether you'll get stared. Yeah. But I think there is a much higher level of tolerance of, you know, just not taking any notice of how outlandishly people dress or if they're dressing clearly against sort of conformist ideas of what's fashionable or what's normal. Um, it's really good. It actually, it reminds me. I, I just read a blog post, like my my this month's contribution to our blog, um, about Georg Simmel's essay on on mental life and the metropolis, which is from about 1903. I don't know if you've read it. No, I haven't. I'll I'll send you a PDF. It's really really fascinating because obviously he's writing in 1903, but it's so relevant today because he talks about how just that sense of, um, you know, that you're overstimulated all the time in the city, that even just crossing the road, you're having to negotiate loads of different people, cars, you know, traffic lights, noise, and there's just constantly stuff around you. And so he thinks that city dwellers, it's like this pull and push between being kind of really individual and being part of society, and it's that tension continuously. Mm. And that to kind of deal with that, city dwellers become really blasé or at least on the surface they're very blasé about what's around them which really fits with what you were saying yeah i guess it's a sort of also yeah protection Mm. protection mechanism i guess yes Um, yeah because if you responded to every single thing you would i don't know your brain would explode Mm. because there's just so much going on Mm. but yes as you say i think that i think it is like personality type almost isn't it that I, you know, I enjoy that you see so many types of dress every day, but also that, yes, that you can just completely disappear into all of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really fascinating. So I think it, it will be a fun day. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Of discussion wait. and debate. Mm. Yes. So you've got your page, you googled Passing Conference Courtauld. Yeah. Did you? I think that's what I did. I, I did put in passing courtyard and something yeah. else. Can't remember. Mm. Yes. So get your ticket. Will do. I need you sitting front row. <laughs> yeah, I have to center. anywhere. In this <laughs> With instance, your notebook. In this instance, I will sit front row. <laughs> oh, yes, because last, last time we spoke, the phantom thread, it was too much. Yeah, it was up. too much. But I think this will be super exciting. Yeah. Whichever seat you sit in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what have you been doing? Well, I had a bit of a weird, weird week. Um, oh, why? So part of the week um, is we opened this exhibition or display on Friday, which is about Fatberg. Oh, um, my God. What's that? that but, um, please explain that to me. Yeah, well, I, think I, 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 know, but I don't, I don't want, want to go into too much detail, but there was a big Fatberg in Whitechapel. 
um, not so long ago, which is when a lot of things clog up in the sewer system. Oh my goodness! And then this is another side of city life. Yes, yeah, yeah very. And I'm not quite sure how much it has to do with fashion, um, but <laughs> people have to then go in and 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 hack away at the fat bug um, oh my God. To, to get rid of it. So we've got bits of it in the museum. Oh wow! Yes. And um, so I, I'm only really very marginally involved with that, but I... Um, that is probably a good thing. Possibly. Um, as part of the display, we have a mannequin dressed in what the people wear who have to deal with the fat Oh, work. really? So there is oh, a... Oh, my goodness. There is a tie... He wears a tie work. Tyvek overall, which is this sort of material we all choose for dress covers and waders yeah. and a um, hard hat and stuff like that. And um, I, I and some other colleagues had to dress him and he, he was a bit of a, a annoying figure. So we dressed him once and then he looked a bit, he just didn't look quite right so um, well he was a bit slim um Uh. so I had to go out and get some clothes he was basically would have been naked underneath his Tyvek suit which isn't what people do so um so I had to go out and buy him some clothes um and then you know take take his suit off and put the clothes on and then put it all back together again and um so that was sorry to interrupt but were you you went and bought him clothes so were you buying exactly what they would wear well it's it's yeah well i i I spend quite a lot of time i have i have a problem when there is a lot of choice (laughs) so (laughs) how i get that with toothpaste or you know so i i spend quite a lot of time and then i and then i realized i kept trying to buy him things that match like matching trousers and a matching sweatshirt i was going for bulk so i was sort of thinking at first i thought corduroy but then corduroy is too soft so i ended up buying him some what used to be called jogging bottoms i'm not sure what they're called now and a sweatshirt but they sort of do match and somehow that was important to me even though you don't see it at all and obviously i didn't want to spend much money either um so that took me probably too much time um choosing his clothes so that was part of but you know that's that's nice that's yeah, a curator and fashion lady in you. <laughs> i guess yeah. um so that was part of my week and then that was quite something so is he there now yeah is he's your, there now he's there now he's there, he's so bulky i can go and visit him you, and see yeah. his tyvek overalls yeah, and everything and his else. waders and his mask and everything so whoa um and are people who do who do fatberg removal pleased that they are being represented that i don't know i haven't met anyone i haven't met anyone but i think there were some people from thames water and they seem to have been happy with 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 what, what we've done but as i said this is my only contribution it's really my colleague vicky sparks and my conservative colleagues who have done much more on on this display um and then the other thing which is very very different um on friday i think it was i came across raf simmons um latest um oh yeah and he included some images of from the film christiana f actually yeah or rather it's just maybe one mainly one photo of the main yeah character yeah and also her her boyfriend I think and then that really um at first I was quite annoyed about it and I, that's what I wanted to talk to you what, um. what I want to talk to you about because I've been thinking about it quite a lot and I just can't get my my head around it properly um at first I thought it was annoying that it was from the film and not the real Christiana F yeah but then I thought maybe that would be 
almost worse because at least the film it's a fictional it's not fiction it's based on a book but it's it's at least fictional and then I just don't I just didn't quite understand what what it what it was all the point I guess I didn't understand the point but then, I mean it was yeah no what were you gonna say no I was just going to say because it's also he was sort of referring to the Glenn O'Brien and Cookie Muller um play called Drugs as mm. well wasn't he and and some of the I think it was like there were like hoodies that were just like a front. Yeah, like a dicky, apparently it's called. Yeah, um, that just say drugs. Mm. So, I mean, it fits both of, like, the pictures of um, the actress playing Christiana F and the drugs um, statement, if I can call it that. It, like, it fits with Ruff's interest in, like, graphics and popular culture from his youth so like 70s 80s it's like I don't know like the new order references and the album covers and things but it's so much more problematic as you say this isn't like referencing an album this is referencing a film about a very very young girl who's a junkie who's addicted to heroin yeah and I I guess so when then then I sort of got sucked into this vortex thing which I haven't done for ages where I spent ages going from one link you know online to another um and because when I when I was in school so this this all came out and my parents they had the um magazine about real Christiana yeah and my parents had so that was in 78 and my parents had this magazine called Desh Dan where it was first serialized so it was these two journalists male journalists who interviewed her and then transcribed this is really her voice and I'd love to hear the actual actual recordings or see the transcripts I wonder how much they you know how they much they edited so so for for me this was such a big thing somehow it was a really Mm. um I don't I don't know I I just when I when I saw this I got the feelings again that I got when I when I first read it and I read a little bit I haven't got the book at home but I read what I could find online and I could mm. I could see why it was so impressive because her the way she she talks in inverted commas is just very engaging and she's very she's very good at reflecting on what happened in her family yeah. and stuff like that even though when she when she did all this it was I think she was 16 or 17 when she talked to them um and then she been? Didn't she first take heroin when she was like thirteen? Yeah, I think fourteen. Yeah, right. fourteen. Um, so and then I don't, I'm not sure we ever had the book at, in at home. Um, but then there was also the film in 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 mm. in eighty one, which I saw. Um, uh, although that isn't for me, that isn't a big thing. But then I I realized Ralph Simmons isn't actually that much younger than me. So I guess. Um and and apparently he was shown it at school the film, it sounds more oh. like, and and I I I spoke to someone else too who went to my school and and they had to write an essay about the book. Really? Mm-hmm. So I suppose teachers thought it was putting children off drugs, but then yeah, that was the idea. Which yeah. I'm not sure that really worked, and it also is a bit silly where I come from. It's such you know Berlin, <laughs> Bahnhof Zoo, and. Where I come from is such a different world. Not that there weren't people yeah. on drugs where I come from, but, no, you know, but it's just uh, yeah. it just seemed a bit silly. But then once I once I read that he had 
you know, I had seen it at school. And then I also, when I went to his website, Raf Simmons, I want to read this to you because what comes up is, is ah. I don't want to show clothes. I want to show my attitude, my past, present and future. I use memories and future visions and try to place them in today's world. And then I thought, oh, that's interesting. yeah, I thought it makes makes a bit more more sense now. And apparently there were extensive show notes also to do with the um with the show and um one day they sort of quoted a little bit of it and it uh, the, the show was called Youth in Motion and it, and it says it seeks to neither glorify nor condone the cultures of drugs and etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's there's quite quite a lot um it, yeah it's meant to open a more nuanced dialogue um but do you think i mean it i think because I, I, I didn't know about Christiane F or anything until I was writing about her and she mm. in the late, late 90s. And I was teaching a course at Central St. Martins. And when I did the her and she class, the students who were from mainland Europe all said immediately that this is Christiane F. This is, this is exactly like the film. This is when I was showing sort of Corinne Day and Jürgen Teller and those sort of people's mm. photographs from like the early 90s up to the late 90s and I, I was like I haven't seen it and it was really like a huge sort of gulf between you know the, the mainland Europe people and then everyone else in the room who had no knowledge of it and as soon as I saw the film I it was just I don't know it's kind of mind-blowing how how much <laughs> how much 90s fashion photography looked like the film because I think I mean, the, the actress, I don't know her name, the, the, the very young actress who plays Christiana F in the film is very beautiful, isn't she? Yeah, like I forgot her name, skinny. but I looked it up. It's, she's called Natia yeah. Bronkhorst, and she remained an actress. She continued to right. be an actress. Because mm. I think there's, you know, like, I can't remember which sort of film theorist wrote about, like, you know, melodramas and film noir and said that although, like, at the end of the film, the female star gets punished for transgressing, when you come out of the cinema, what you remember is her glamour and beauty. And mm. I feel like it's almost the same with Christiana F, that you... Obviously, I mean, I think it's very graphic, the film, about drug-taking and also withdrawal and, like, how awful that is. Mm. But there is kind of a CD, like, decadent glamour to... A group of misfits and outsiders banded together, and like the fact that David Bowie is in it. Well, yes, and also the, the and, I, I used I mean, to I, love We Can Be Heroes. I really love well, that. Well, I think that's I the best like use of music, of like contemporary music in a film ever, when they're like running along the sort of empty corridors in the in the station, and that's playing. Mm. I think it's just amazing. It's like so cinematic. The music really goes. It's just brilliant. And she goes to see him, doesn't she, within yeah. the body of the film and she wears like a satin bomber jacket that says his name on the back. And I think there's real kind of resonances with youth. I know that sounds a bit trite, but like with dressing like your friends, with you know, not necessarily just people who are involved in sort of drugs. It, I think it's that kind of camaraderie through clothing that you feel in the film. I think it's very sort of emotional and it's it, it does have horrible things to do with drugs, but I think what you come away with is how 
incredibly cool she is and how like mm. she dyes her hair sort of pink at some point doesn't she or sort of bright I red or... but yeah yes it's more sort of orangey henna yeah because mm. there's there's a series of photographs Jürgen Teller took in the 90s of Kate Moss that really looked like she's dyed her hair that color oh interesting. Um, yeah and I think it so I think it's weird because when he uses that image of that girl the, of the actor He's referring to Christiana F, but he's also, whether he wants to or not, referring to to like 90s and heroin chic and the glamorization. Or I'm always like a bit off about the idea that it's glamorized, but I think that kind of finding a beauty in desolation and deterioration, mm. if you like. So I think it, and also if you just isolate her and that image, which is really sort of iconic anyway, and you can see how much it's inspired stylists, I think, in particular. I think it is really problematic, isn't it? Well, I, I thought it was. I mean, there is one photo, um, one T-shirt, which has her her boyfriend, Detlef, I right. think, in, in, from the film um, yeah. on it. But I had to actually Google that. I wouldn't have recognised that photo. I only yes. recognise her. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I just... I, yeah, I, I still find it, having thought about it quite a bit, and I then I sort of, had, once I'd read what it was about, and then, then I sort of thought, okay, then, that's fine. But I still don't quite, I still find it problematic too. And I also wonder who who is the target market for this. Um, well, I, yeah, because I, I also sort of wonder, well, I think this is several things. I mean, I think it kind of distracts from the clothes themselves mm. because I felt the clothes looked almost as though it was like someone had picked up a pile of clothes. I mean, very beautiful clothes, but clothes from the floor. Because, you know, those dickies which which were kind of hanging off yeah. the front of, like, mm. half jumpers. It looks like you've got a pile of clothes on, if you see what I mean. That's true, yeah. Which which did make me think maybe that links to the, to the um, play drugs, to that sort of sense of flat sharing and you know disarray yeah mm. but also i don't really get it in relation to the the kind of excess of food and flowers and drink yeah. that was the set it seems like it's about excess but also about dystopia and about you know because obviously there's a huge opiate crisis in america at the moment as well so is it commenting on that but then i think there's kind of his intent which clearly he is not wanting to glamorize and just the fact he had such long show notes reinforces that he really wants his intent to get across but then when it goes into stores and i'm sure that you know something with her face on will be popular mm. it's it's then yeah it, i'm in the show yeah. notes he, he says um as i said opening a new nuanced dialogue around the implications for a society where addiction and the causes of addiction remain largely taboo subjects with as both christiana ever and the current opioid crisis demonstrate often untold human consequences and i guess in effect we are now talking about it yeah so, so he has he's made us have a nuanced and whatever else Hopefully it was nuanced, today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, yeah, it is, there is this, um, this company I really like, or used to, I don't know, they're called Fia, Fia Papa, I don't know whether you've come across them, oh, yes, they're a Belgian yes. company, and um, 
I I used to buy some stuff from them in the past in in the sale. They have really good sales. Mm. Um, but then they went through a phase, and that's still going on, where they put a lot of um, words on their on their clothes that I just can't wear them. It says, you know, mm. there was one jacket I really loved, which is like a varsity jacket, but it had dope on the sleeves. And I can't wear that to work. I just can't. No. You know, and I, I got as far as thinking, can I call them up and say, could you make that into a note for me? <laughs> and then I thought, people will know it used to be dope and now it's nope. Or I take just I just take the D off and it's open. Anyway, um, yeah. and I just, what I, yeah, as I said before, I've, that their stuff is quite expensive and I just, I just always wonder who wears it and to what occasion, you know, yeah. on what occasion. Probably not to work. I mean, again with Raph, I think, I mean, he's such a fascinating, and I do really love his, I mean, I think he's brilliant. Mm. But I think it's really interesting as well that he's so immersed still, as you say, in like his memories of his youth culture and like sort of seminal influences from that point. And it's really interesting, I think, that I feel like almost like ASAP Rocky and 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 his um, kind of genre of music, that it's almost like they then show, how, show you how to wear his clothes, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that they then bring life and dynamism to the clothes because I think Raph is is you know I think his designs for men and women are very thoughtful and quite serious mm. but then I feel like ASAP Rocky brings it to life mm. so it would be interesting to see, and, and also is very precise about how you wear the different elements of the clothes so it would be interesting to see what goes into stores what they use for like promoting the collection yeah true mm. And, you know, is it, are we going to have, you know, like, cause, because it's interesting on Instagram that you see, you know, like certain influences, influences, I mean, um, you'll see that, I don't know, like all the people posting pictures of Princess Diana's workout gear shots, <laughs> you know, like that's been such a big thing. And then mm. you get like Virgil Abloh and people like that using her as a reference point in their collections. And it will be, you, you get Christiana F, at least with the people I follow, randomly really occasionally oh really interesting yeah mm. um i actually posted one with the bowie jacket ages ago mm. but so i'm part of the problem i admit <laughs> but but i wonder if we're going to get like lots of people with her picture on and also people who have no idea who she is yeah i guess there is that i guess that that i think that's i think <laughs> Ultimately, that's probably um, a, one of the things I'm. I'm. They, if you hadn't experienced it like it, I like me and him by the sounds of it. Yeah. Although with well, me, I it was it... more the film. With me, it really was more the book. I saw the film, yeah. but that hadn't didn't have such an effect on me. It was more the book. Yeah. Um, I guess that's very different than from coming to it now, where the where yeah, the world is a totally different world. Well, yeah, there's so much different. There's so much sort of distance, and. There's so much distance from her as a real woman as well. Mm. Um, so that, as you say, is quite weird. But but yeah, sort of different attitudes to drugs and drug culture, different, you know. And yes, it's just, I don't know, it's like it's just a picture of a sort of beautiful woman mm. or a young, very young, young. woman because mm. I think she was, yeah, I think she like was 15 or something. 16, but, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm. Mm. So I don't know. We can we can track what happens next. Yeah, we will. We will. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I feel like I should probably go now because I think you know we've done passing. We've talked about passing, fatbergs, and 
heroin addiction. Yeah, so I think we. I don't really know where the next. No, where to go? Be. We can't go anywhere else now. Not not this. No, time. not this. I think like you know when we next speak, we can move on. Yeah, and maybe we'll we'll talk about something lighter. <laughs> yes. Well, I know exactly what as well, but I'm not going to tell you now. Okay. All right. I'm saving it for next. Great. <laughs> I look forward to that. You can just like have the whole week thinking what thinking about is it. This thing? Yeah, I'll text you my suggestions. Okay, yeah, <laughs> what I think it is. Try and guess. Yeah. I bet you'll guess as well. Yeah. I bet you'll guess within you know like the first three texts. <laughs> okay. I'm that predictable. I doubt that. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, then. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.